All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Cassidy.com, the fastest growing lifestyle community online and a fantastic place to meet like-minded people. And what we really enjoy about it is there are a lot of sites out there. Let's be real, okay? You're not the most tech-savvy person in the entire world, but you actually use Cassidy so easily and you even teach me new things about it. Well, I can actually set up my own profile and update my own profile profile with relative ease. (laughs) Hell yeah, you can, because it doesn't take a freaking IT specialist to be able to do that, unlike some of the other sites out there. So just one of the reasons that we love Cassidy and have personally been using it throughout the course of our non-monogamous journey, and we think you should too. And if you go to frontporchswingers.com, our website, go all the way to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Cassidy banner, you're going to get a 30-day free trial to try it out for yourself. So we think you should do that right now. Stop what you're doing besides listening to the show and go do that right now. We'll see at Cassidy.com. So guys, we have some news for you. We have been kind of teasing this for a while and there were a lot of details that weren't figured out. And as you guys know, we have been on the road now basically since January and it's been really great. We've had so much fun. We've made some really amazing friends. We've been to places that I never really expected that we would go. And I don't know, I think we've grown a lot from it too. Well, we've accomplished a lot. We have definitely grown a lot. We've changed a lot. We've gotten a different perspective on things. Uh, I think if nothing else, the travel that we've done being on the road, besides meeting some of the most amazing people we've ever met and creating these friendships, we were able to really determine what makes the most sense for us as a couple in the world of ethical non-monogamy and where we want to be and how we want to get there. So yeah, I mean, it was great. It's been great. And we still have a couple of more really cool events that are going to be taking place between now and the time we leave. But yeah, I think it was time for us to make a decision uh, that made the most sense for where we wanted to land. And we did. And one of the big reasons for that, as we've been talking a lot about, is we want to do some very specific events. We want to do them in a place that makes a lot of sense for the people coming there and living there. And so we have an official announcement for you guys. We are moving to Vegas. Yes, we are. We have procured lodging. We have a home. We have all that good stuff. We took this last trip to Vegas just a couple of weeks ago uh, when you obviously were super naughty. We had a little time for that. But we (laughs) did go for that reason. We wanted to talk to some folks in the industry that we might very well be doing some business with and to check out the area from the perspective of locals, not from tourists. Right. And that was really kind of eye-opening and it really changed the way... I see that whole area because I, you know, the hundred times I've been to Vegas, I never really did that before. And as I mentioned, I think when we got back on uh, one of the shows just after that, I never really was eager to get 
back to Vegas after having been there for a week. Yeah. And this was the first time I was clamoring to get back to her because it was just so much fun. Well, right. When you think of Vegas, you think of the Strip. You think of the lights and the music and the overpriced drinks and the shows. And not that any of that isn't great besides the overpriced well, drinks. Yeah, well, the only thing that still exists like it used to is the overpriced drinks because <laughs> Vegas is closing at 11 o'clock now these days. It was very kind of, uh, it was very strange. You know, last call at 10 o'clock. Right. But my point is when you when we tell people like we're moving to Vegas, we've been telling friends, obviously, we've been telling our Patreon members for yeah. a few weeks that this could be happening. And a lot of the response is like, well, why Vegas? It's so crazy there, and it, there's just yeah, so much going not. on. It's but not. that's not what Vegas is really like when you get away from the Strip. We just found it to be so funky and artsy and cool, and the people are so nice and friendly. And so we're really excited to make that happen. As mentioned, we will be doing some very cool events there that really aren't being done the way we're going to do them. We have searched for them. Trust us when we tell you that. And they're really not out there, and we just decided it's time for us to create them then. Yeah, and we're going to do business with people who have that same vision uh, in putting these events together. And I want to clarify, when we say events, we're not talking about putting 250 people in some convention hall somewhere. These are very small, boutique, invitation-only type events. And we want to do it properly. We talk about it all the time, and I don't think you can continue to talk about something in a negative way unless you're prepared to fix it. And that's kind of where we are right now. We are not fans of uh, events in this space. It just is what it is. We just don't like them. We've only been to one that really was amazing that we just went to, actually. I don't know if that's fair. Only one that really spoke to us personally. I think that there are some events that are being very well done out there. It's just not exactly what we want to see in the space, and that's why we're creating it. Now, some events are fucking garbage, and we've talked about that many times. Yeah, and we just simply won't be a part of it. And uh, and that's something else. I mean, going forward as of, well, very soon, anyway, we're going to be changing trajectory and getting away from some of the the spaces that we have found ourselves in over the course of time, just kind of doing our thing and getting to Vegas and landing and really kind of putting in, you know, putting down some roots is going to make a difference for sure. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm excited for us to delve into some personal things there too. I mean, we've talked many times on the show about our poly journey and that's impossible on the road. You can't make serious connections with people when you're hopping around and you're in new places all the time. So I'm really excited for us to get involved in some poly like meetups there and meet some people who have been in that lifestyle and really understand it. Yes. And I obviously want to get back into the world of kink pretty heavily. I've already started communicating with some people that run some events like that in the Vegas area and do some munches and other cool things. I'm just excited to like enrich ourselves in ways that we have known for a long time are right for us. Absolutely. And I'm I am very excited for us to to get back to some level of normalcy. I mean, obviously normal is what you make of it, but I am ready to do that. And we are moving to an amazing area that everyone just raved about uh, and told us about and we had to see. And I'm just super excited just to just get back, as you said, and immerse ourselves in a lifestyle that we know makes sense for us. Yeah, so stay tuned for a lot more information on our Vegas move. I'm excited that we were finally able to let all of you guys know that that's where we'll be landing. And of course, if you're in the Vegas area, if you have some recommendations for us, if you want to grab a drink when we get there, we would love that. We're just excited to network and start creating a group of people around us that have a similar vision to us and that are open-minded and sex positive and badass. Yeah, and to just be in a place that really did did speak to us. And we've talked about that before. Where we ended up landing, we always 
knew it was going to be one of those things that was like, okay, this is where we need to be. And, and that was Vegas. When we yeah. were there this last time, we were doing the local shit. We were going to the breweries. We were in the little boutiques. We were in the art district. Yeah. Interacting with locals, people who live there, and, you know, industry people, service industry people, and really getting to know them and where they go and what moves them and why they like being there. And We were at a downtown bar, and I looked at you on po- at one point, and I was like, this is where we should be. Yeah, the excitement. When you talk to people who live someplace, and they're all excited about living there. Yeah. You know, why they're there, how long they've been there. They move there from somewhere else, and it's just been the most amazing experience. That's what really speaks to you. And it's crazy because, as I said, over the course of, you know, the last 30 plus years, I've probably been to Vegas 100 times. And the idea that I've never really been excited to go back up until now is really kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Well, now you've done the right shit in Vegas. So anyway, new info for you guys wanted to share that. Stay tuned for way more information on events and all of the other fun shit that's going to be going on when we get to Vegas. Cannot wait. In the meantime, we have a lot of fun coming up over the next few months, starting this weekend, which it's kind of a bittersweet thing. We are going to be having a little bit of a going away celebration with our friends Carolina and Jose. They are moving back to Brazil and we're going to miss them so much. We've just really enjoyed them on so many different levels. Yeah, they're just amazing people. And, you know, the fact that they're leaving, of course, and we're leaving too, but they're going so far away and hopefully we obviously we'll be able to see them at some point, whether we travel to them or they make it back here to the States. Uh, we'll certainly stay in touch with them. They're, they're going to be lifelong friends. They're just amazing people. And we will get to see them this Saturday. Yeah. Along with my f- very sexy friend, Pierre, yep. my sexy Frenchman. And yeah, it sounds like we might have some other friends coming out as well. So it's going to be a really fun weekend. And I'm just excited to once again, surround ourselves with people that you know, we're comfortable with, that we feel very sexual around, that, you know, the fun can just kind of unfold and go in a million different directions and it's all welcomed and awesome. Yeah. Or not at all. It's just fun to be around them. I just enjoy their company. Well, you know it's going to get not. I do. Yeah, I do. But <laughs> but again, if it didn't, I don't care because I just enjoy their company. Yeah, that's fair. So we have that coming up this weekend. And then next weekend, we are going to another Goodfellas event. Yes, we are. Same place, I think, right? Same yes. location. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a good time. That, uh, that was a really unique experience. And this one's going to be, in my opinion, the second party we're going to, which will be next week, as you mentioned, is going to be even better than the first because we now, we have familiarity with kind of how it unfolds, the folks that are going to attend. You have been in correspondence with a lot of the guys that were either there last time or that saw your profile or our profile. So you've been kind of in contact with them even more so than you were the first time. So I think you're going to be much more comfortable than oh, you were the first time. I'm going to be so much more comfortable. Our friend that went last time, she and I were talking about it this morning. And I was like, I am not going to be a neurotic mess at this second one. I am going to be fun and you heard it here poised first, and not a weirdo. Okay? Yeah, 100%. Not- if I ever start getting weird, you need to be like, hey. Remember what we talked about? Don't be a fucking neurotic mess. Okay? Not super awkward like you normally are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think. You, yeah. I mean, you have a different perspective on it now, right? You know that this is the place that we belong. It's the environment that we belong in, and you thrive in. And so, yeah, I think you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna find that your confident voice. I think in this, in that space. Fuck yeah. I'm just excited to have fun and potentially get banged. It's going to be great. I don't know the potential is the right word. (laughs) You don't Uh, know that. uh, Yeah, I kind of do. So I know you. I've met you before. I think it's going to be a... a, a, You don't know me. (laughs) I do. I think it's going to be an amazing experience for that reason, because you're going to be different. And again, I I know instinctively I'm going to be comfortable and I can just relax and I don't need to worry about any other bullshit. I just let you do your thing. Will it turn you on if I'm more naughty this time? 
I don't know how you could be more naughty than you are now, but are sure, try. Are you kidding try. me? I could be so much more naughty than I am. Okay, you go right ahead. Ramp it up. I could just walk in and be like, hey, anyone want to bang right now? Let's get five or six guys going. Yeah, I don't think that's something you'll do, though. I could, though. But you won't. I won't. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> could you imagine if I did? You'd look at me like I have three heads or something. No one would even believe it coming out of your mouth. But uh, yeah, listen, I know that you're going to definitely be a little bit different, but you're going to enjoy it that much more, which means I will enjoy it that much more. And I'm already not even, you know, normally when we get ready to go to an event, I'm constantly overthinking it. And how long am I going to last there? And do I really want to do this? <laughs> I'm excited to go because I'm, I'm excited to see the folks we met last time, some great people. And I know I'll be comfortable. So you can do whatever you want to do and I can relax. Oh, excited. So stay tuned for lots of info on the on the fun we have coming up. Yes. I will also say I have been ridiculously naughty the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I can't even keep track of w- what you've been up to lately. In fact, you just told me this morning that you may be seeing somebody today. Yeah. I don't. E- I mean, yeah, I don't even know where, I don't even know where to begin with you. I'm horny pants. You are. Really, it's kind of, I don't want to say out of control because that makes it sound like a bad thing, but it's just like constant. Well, I think it's also the fact that we now have plans in place. The, the wheels are in motion. We are... We're going to be moving. We're going to be getting relocated. It's going to be permanent. And the juices are already flowing of, you know, the ideas that we've got and the people we want to interact with, people that you are interacting with that we met in Vegas when we were there. I think all those things are just kind of amping up and wanting to get as much out of the remaining experience of being on the road as possible. I think it has everything to do with the guys I'm meeting. They are so solid. They are so attractive. They're respectful. The meetings that you and I are having together with them are phenomenal. And the sex is phenomenal. And it's all just firing on all cylinders. And fuck, am I loving it. I love every second of being a dirty little slut. And our neighbor now knows I am one, too. She totally knows you're a slut. Yeah, 100%. She totally saw a play partner leaving the other day. And, two, actually, from two different days. Well, one of me kissing a guy in a car and the other one leaving our place. And she totally saw. And then I was out walking the dog later. And she gave me this look like, oh, you are such a dirty slut. She's Not in a good jealous. way either. Like, in a, you're a gross slut yeah. kind of way. She's jealous. I was like, whatever. Judge me all you want. My life is awesome. Yeah, she doesn't even <laughs> look at me at this point because she figures you're cheating on me i'm sure because it's always as soon as i leave yeah no she's probably like oh this poor man if he only knew yeah yeah, if you only knew lady (laughs) so anyway yeah i think that it's a big part of it too because again we've got the recipe down we know what works we are not there's there's certainly no sacrificing we're not bending at all in terms of or acquiescing in terms of what it is that you want or i want or we want and it, it just makes sense when you when you find what really works for you, I, I firmly believe this in this space, just like any other, regardless of what it is, business, professional, personal, once you determine what really works for you and what speaks to you, and then you don't falter from that at all, you make, you know, you don't acquiesce, that really makes the difference. This space, especially for you and I, this this has made the biggest difference. I don't think that we have been as engaged in this world as we are right now, other than maybe when we very first got started. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and I think we're just not overthinking it. That's the big thing. We're we're allowing things to flow naturally. I mean, like, today's a perfect example. I want to get fucked. This guy no reaches shit. out. He wants to fuck me. So I say, hey, Brian, I want to fuck this guy tonight. You say, cool, what time? <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's just no weirdness. There's no overcomplication. It just is what it is. No, and in fact, that guy is who we're going to talk about today from your first experience with him. So yeah. that's it's going to be interesting. Which, by the way, I know nothing about. Here's the thing. You have had so much sex lately. I don't know any 
of these stories. <laughs> I know none of them. because Other than Theo, I have no recollection. You've given me no information about what has taken place because they're so kind of, you know, they're happening so often. I, I just can't keep track. <laughs> I'm just too much of a slut for you to keep track of. Yeah. We're going to have to yeah. have like a slut book, like a journal where I'm writing. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Kind of like that dick pic book we keep talking about. Yeah. It's uh, it's the same. Yeah. I just can't keep track. So Diaries I'm, of a cock slut. Now there's a book for you. Yeah. Trademarking it. Don't steal it, guys. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to hear the story. So I'm excited. Well, before we get to that, I want to do something a little bit different for Single Guy Tip of the Week because I have been engaging with so many amazing single guys and the horror stories I am hearing oh. from them regarding how couples treat them and the ways that couples try to interact with them is fucking mind-blowing. So we're giving the single guys a week off this week, right? For sure. Because it's necessary to talk about the horrible behavior in this space, no matter who it comes from. And we've talked about couples and their poor behavior in the past. This isn't something new to our podcast, but I could not possibly not say something after hearing some of the things I've heard in the past couple of weeks. Well, I've been reached out to, as you know, by a number of folks who reached out to me on Cassidy. And I have my own profile, just like you have your own profile on Cassidy. And we have, of course, the Front Port Swingers one. And yes, my profile, if anybody wants to see it, it is A Gentleman Stag, capital A, capital G, capital S. Feel free to check it out if you want. That profile is indicative of all of the bullshit that I personally have put up with dealing with couples as a quote-unquote single person or bull in this space. I'm just so, saying if anyone actually reaches out to you after reading that, they really want to meet you. And and they totally understand that you're not going to put up with any bullshit because you make no bones about nope, how you zero. feel. zero. And the people that have reached out to me totally understand that. In fact, most of them have been very, they've been thrilled to read it because they have had a lot of the same experiences. So the folks that I'm corresponding with there from my profile we have we're on the same page. There's yeah. there like you said, there's no gray area. That will give you a really clear indication of just how much bullshit there is in the space for someone either that is single or behaving as a single person but is in you know an ethically non-monogamous relationship. Yeah, well, a couple of the things that I've heard recently have kind of gotten my mind spinning and wondering where this space is headed in terms of couples dealing with single people. I think, and we've talked about this before, but I think a lot of couples, when they're brand new to the space, are attracted to the idea of being with a single person. Typically a female, because that's that stereotypical view of what it means to be in a non-monogamous relationship to the vanilla world, right? It's a guy who wants to have sex with other women besides his partner. Right. Obviously, we got into the space as a hot wife couple looking for single guys. But my point is, there are a lot of couples out there that that's where they start by by trying to interact with single people. Sure. I think that's part of the problem. It's a lot of newbie couples. But it's also a lot of seasoned couples who think that they're going to pull the wool over people's eyes. They think that they are smarter than other people and they're going to trick them into things. For instance, we met with a single guy this week who told us about going to a couple's house. He's a straight man. He met the couple. They said that it was specifically him and the wife that were going to be interacting with one another. That was the whole point. The husband was going to have zero involvement. Wasn't even going to be a threesome situation. No, this is simply a hot wife. They portrayed themselves as a hot wife couple in which the husband would be kind of a voyeur in this. Right. That's how this was presented to this gentleman. So he shows up for this first 
potential encounter and the wife isn't even home. Nope. And the husband says to him, yeah, she's running a little bit late. She'll be here in just a little bit, but you and I can get started in the meantime. Yeah. I don't know what that means. This pisses me off for so many fucking reasons. First of all, it's completely unfair to this gentleman. But on top of it, it gives bi men like you a horrible name. It makes it seem like every guy who's bi in this space is going to try to pull some weird shit like that. That's exactly what it does. It basically says, okay, well, you're bisexual and you couldn't be honest about it. So you had to lay this trap. Yes. You know, and and you, you make your partner, in this case, this gentleman's wife, I'm assuming, made her culpable in it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a terrible look. It's bullshit. And it's just one more reason that I have gotten out of the couple's business. Yep. A hundred percent. I was also speaking to a single woman who's a listener of our show. She allowed me to share this with you guys. She went on a date with a couple and the whole plan was for the two women to play together. She's bisexual, but she's most interested at women at this point in her life. She was very clear with the couple up front about that. The husband was like, hell yeah, I want to see you with my wife. I will once again sit back and not be involved, she gets there and within 10 seconds of interacting with this couple, the guy has his cock in her face. Yeah. She's like, whoa, whoa, this is not what we agreed on. And his response is, well, you're bi, so it should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of manipulative bullshit happens so often. And what the fuck is wrong with people? Well, it's that we talk about the hierarchy all the time, right? The couples are at the top of this you know, pseudo totem pole of people in this space, which I, I think is complete bullshit. If there has to be some equality in all of this. And while I understand that each different group or person, individual, be it a male, a female, or any other identification, and then of course couples, you know, each of them have their own weird quirks and idiosyncrasies. It cannot be a situation where the couples kind of are the overseers of this space. It's just unacceptable behavior. I just don't understand it. And I, and we are a couple. But how many times do we hear, including from the guys that you have most recently been playing with, how because we play so differently, they're blown away by it. They're just shocked by it. Yeah. They fully expect me to be present. You know, like the gentleman that you played with in Vegas, he couldn't even believe that I wasn't coming back to the room. Like when we were all walking back, like he told you later, when I broke off from you guys, he was confused. Well, even the guys that I have told that I play solo, right? I play by myself. Yeah, they Brian's not it. there. Yeah. They tell me afterwards that they half expect that you are going to be there, even though I say we play solo because that's happened to them in the past. Well, sure. Because to a lot of people, it's like, well, she plays by herself. Well, that's not true if you're in the room. Right. That That's not solo play. That's not In case thing. everyone's not sure. Let me break it down for you. That's not solo play. So when we say that to guys, they're like, oh yeah, okay, sure. That means you're going to be sitting in a chair, jerking off or whatever you're going to be doing. No, I'm not even, dude, I'm not even around. I'm like, I'm I'm out somewhere hanging out, doing my own thing. Like literally not there. It it shocks people. We're not looking to be deceptive. Why do people have to be deceptive? I think it has to do with two things. I think one is insecurity. I think, for example... 100% that, yeah. Bisexual men not being able to put bisexual on their profiles and not being able to be honest and go after bisexual men that are also interested in playing with both them and their female partners. Just be honest and genuine, but people are so fucking insecure and worried what other people are going to think of them that they can't fucking do that. And then the second thing is, like I said, I think it's a certain level of manipulation. It's a control thing. Often people see others in the lifestyle as expendable and as their personal sex toys. They don't treat them with respect the same way they would a co-worker or an, a, an acquaintance in some other type of meeting. And it's just not okay. So- well, we see it all the time. When you and I are together someplace, right, you are treated differently yep. when we are together. Yep. 
if I separate myself from you for whatever reason, I use the restroom, I go to talk to somebody, I go to the bar, instantly you are inundated with people treating you as though you are now a single person and I can talk to you any way I want and certainly I can manipulate you into coming back to our, our room or let me buy you a drink. That's not just lifestyle though. When I No, that's typical. We tried it once, remember? I went out on one of my solo times by myself. I went out and had a drink and I told you I was going to take my rings off. I was going to yes. take all of my rings off so that I looked for all intents and purposes like a single woman sitting at the bar. I had no less than four guys creep on me and I say creep because they didn't just come up and start a normal conversation they were fucking uber creepers with me while i was sitting at that bar yes and of course that doesn't happen if you and i are together but more importantly and i expect that i totally expect that in a place where it's non-lifestyle i i, I totally expect guys to behave that way because i've seen it my entire life but in a lifestyle environment where consent and respect all those things really should be very prevalent the minute you and I are separated, even when people see us together and then we're separate, the same people instantly hone in on you. Like they don't want to talk to couples when they're together. They want to talk, they want to pinpoint and kind of bottleneck, you know, the female portion of the couple by themselves and try that, you know, that let me buy you a drink game or, hey, you know, come back to our room or do it. It fucking wears me out. Yeah, it just wears a, me out. Once again, it's a level of manipulation. Don't fucking manipulate people in this space. It is not okay. If you are listening to our show and you are doing that, fucking change. Yeah, fucking stop. change. Stop. I highly doubt most of our listeners do that kind of stuff. Nobody At that least, we know. I certainly hope. No but one I'm that we just know. throwing that out there. And if you hear of any of that shit going on, speak up and say something because it's not okay. And this space isn't going to get better until couples stop behaving so poorly. Yeah, just do better. So anyway, rant over. That pissed me off this week, as you can tell. So I just had to get it out into the universe. Yes, you totally did. So we have a very fun story to talk about today. I am very thrilled with how this entire thing unfolded. It was a, a different play session for me than the typical in quite a few different ways. So we're going to break that down. I'm excited to hear about it because other than like the basics of you know showing up and I don't know anything about it. I don't know what happened. So, you're going to hear about it soon. But first, we need to say a very big thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. So, picture this. You are relaxing for the evening. Maybe you've just drawn yourself a bubble bath. You have a glass of wine in hand. And the only thing that would make it more relaxing and enjoyable for you are some incredibly sexy audio stories. And Dipsy has you covered because it's an app full of them. It has all of these immersive experiences, scenarios, and people with very sexy voices to get you in the mood. And the thing that I really love about Dipsy is it doesn't matter what mood you are in, they're going to have something that is going to tickle your fancy. They also just added sexy stories. For those of you who are fans of Literotica, you can now find that in the Dipsy app as well. So there's all sorts of ways to unwind and just enjoy a little bit of quiet time with the Dipsy app. And for listeners of our show, you're going to get 30 free days of all access when you go to dipsystories.com FPS. Again, that's Dipsy. D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash F-P-S for 30 free days. Dipsystories.com slash F-P-S. 
Us lifestylers know that you can have a whole lot of fun doing just about anything, anywhere, as long as it's with your lifestyle friends. But why not take it up just a notch? And Promescent has you covered. They have everything from amazing smelling massage oils to gels that you can put on right before your playtime. For example, their buzzing gel, the perfect addition to some sexy time with a new friend or an old friend. And those are just a couple of the examples of the things that you can find at Promescent. Also, as lifestylers, we know that it's incredibly important to be safe. And Promescent has some of our favorite condoms on the market as well. So they really are your one-stop shop for your sexual wellness products. And listeners of our show are going to get a 15% discount. Head on over to Promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. Use our promo code FPS15OFF. That's FPS15OFF for 15% off of your order today. Stock up your swinger bag, get ready for your next event, and we know that you'll love Promescent as much as we do. So this is going to be a fun one. I'm pumped for this. Me too. I don't know anything about it. You you know some stuff. You know, for example, that I was away from you for hours on end. Yeah, but I don't know the details of the play session. I know that you were gone for a while. I know you kind of had almost like a a date-like date, like you watched a movie and stuff like that. But outside of that, I got nothing. Yeah, this was very different for me. I mean, most of the time when I'm having interactions, it's about the sex. Now, that's not to say that our lifestyle friends, we don't see out and have drinks with and dinner with and those types of things. But it's kind of like when it comes to sex, it's about sex. Yeah, this was also the first time you met, you were with this person, not the first time you met him, we met him together, but you were with him for the first time and it was like a date. Yeah. So we're going to break that down for you. I will also say this was a little bit different for me in terms of the type of gentleman that this was. I found him on our BDSM site. And the reason I reached out to him, he has very, very nice photos on there. He is clearly in amazing shape. He has competed in bodybuilding competitions. And you can tell he keeps himself in in amazing shape. But I reached out to him because of his bio. It was so good. It was so over the top amazing. He explained who he was both from like a vanilla perspective as well as from a kink perspective. It was clear. It was concise. And a lot of his interests align with mine. He has kind of a daddy dom type background or interest. He's into more of like the nurturing sensual play, but very much still that power control play that you know drives me fucking crazy yeah also he's more in the poly space than he is the the ethical non-monogamous space that we play in he's not a swinger centric guy well and he's also incredibly new to all of this prior to this year he has been in vanilla monogamous relationships right so this is a guy who's really just dipping his toe in and figuring out what he wants and trust me when i tell you i am happy to help with that journey (laughs) yes i'm aware you uh so you say of course that you reached out to him because your bio and i call bullshit because (laughs) you were super attracted to the guy because he's you know he's he's really well built he's super fucking athletic and Very much so. I think that's an understatement. He just has an amazing body. And you're right. I mean, here's the whole thing. We've been talking about this for a while. I am coming to terms with the fact that it's okay to want to fuck someone because they're hot. It's totally okay. Yeah. I mean, you and I have had this conversation now over and over and over the past, I don't know, two months. Yes, it is very much a mental thing for us. It's very much a connective type thing when it comes to people that we interact with. However, there has to be that physical attraction. I think not so much even immediately, as we've talked about, people get infinitely more attractive as we get to know them. We know that's the case for us. But when someone is instantly attractive to us, 
there is absolutely nothing wrong with pursuing it. It just so happens that this particular guy for you was not only super attractive, but you like him as a person. You like his personality. Well, that's the whole thing. Don't make me sound so fucking shallow because I have seen many a hot guy as far as the photos go, and then I read their bio, and it's garbage, and I don't reach out to those guys. No. This guy was the total package, so I right. reached out as a result of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, you know, it's basically one hand washes the other, right? You, you have one with the other. <laughs> However, you did not reach out to him because you found his bio uh, spectacular. It's like saying, yeah, I read Playboy for the fucking articles. No Some one does that. Do. No one does that. And, you know, it just so happened that, yeah, the, he was attractive and you really enjoy who he is as a person. You might have just aged yourself with that one. That was definitely a, a your generation <laughs> reference Playboy. Who the fuck reads Playboy anymore? I don't even know if it's or a thing anymore. Or looks at Playboy. <laughs> not sure. Not sure if it's even a thing. Anyway, uh, you don't read the nudie mags for the articles. How about that? Okay. Also a bad reference. <laughs> but anyway, I understand what you're saying. And yes, he's super fucking hot. And I was super excited to hang out with him. I liked our conversation leading up to it because it was sexual in nature but it was also very mentally stimulating there were a lot of really solid conversations that were going on i also love that he just laid everything out for me he was so forthcoming with information there was never a time that i was concerned that he wasn't who he said he was or that he was trying to hide something it was just it's so open a complete open book and so by the time we were getting ready to meet i was fucking pumped to meet him as a result of that it was like all of this build up for weeks leading up to it and it was weeks because our schedules were fucking crazy. We were traveling. I went to Montana, all of this other shit. So there was a lot of time for us to get e- to get to know each other leading up to this. Yeah. In fact, I think that there was a point, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure you will, that he potentially thought you didn't want to meet because it was so difficult for us to align schedules. Well, I think both of us were just kind of frustrated with it, to be honest. It was one of those situations where it was like, I mean, we've scheduled things multiple times. It just hasn't worked out. Is the juice worth the squeeze? We decided to move forward with it anyway, and I'm so glad we did. And I will also say, as many hot wife dates as I've had recently, I now have a very good gauge of my interest in them based on how much time and interest I have in getting myself ready. Well, we know that. I mean, if you're really, in, if you're excited also about getting ready and taking the time to do your hair and your makeup and wearing the right outfit and trying on multiple outfits, that always is an indicator for for you and for me that you are genuinely excited to see this person. And with this guy, I fucking primped. I was in the bathroom moisturizing my skin multiple times and putting on toner and fake eyelashes and all of this shit. And as I'm doing it, I'm realizing this means I really fucking want to meet this guy well for sure and you want to be impressive obviously and i enjoyed meeting him you and i met him together as we have now multiple times meeting some guys together i had a great conversation with him he and i chatted for probably 40 minutes before you even got a word in because we have uh some familiarity with uh with history and it was just a good conversation i genuinely liked him he's got a really easygoing personality he's really just an easy guy to talk to i think he's over the top and i love it i think he's extra i think that his personality is very kind of effervescent but he definitely kind of soaks up the attention in the room yeah well he's genuinely a nice guy i mean just always smiling very positive and interesting i found him to be interesting to talk to yeah and we walk in and he looks exactly like his photos he's so well built he has these big arms these big biceps and pecs and an amazing smile and i was just instantly into this entire thing so 
we sit and talk to him for I don't know an hour and a half, maybe Probably. close to two hours. Well, at one point I excused myself because I was we were he and I were clearly taking up most of the conversation. But before that, I had the balls to start rubbing on his leg. Well, that's which when I doesn't noticed it happened. Yeah, that's when I noticed that you were in, very interested in him, and I started to back out of the conversation. I excused myself to take a phone call, and I left you guys alone for probably thirty minutes or more. Was it really that long? Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's interesting. So I started rubbing his leg. What were you thinking through that whole thing? While you were rubbing his leg and you and I were talking to him? Yeah. Well, I realized very quickly that I was monopolizing the conversation and that I needed to get out of there. So I excused myself uh, and said, hey, I'm gonna, I've got a phone call to make. Or I checked my phone, so i got to make a phone call. I actually made a couple of phone calls. So it was every bit of 30 minutes, maybe more. And of course, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking to myself, well, she was clearly into him. I don't know. I didn't see or couldn't see from my vantage point whether or not he was touching you. But it was obvious you were into him, which always turns me on. So I thought, let me get out of here and let this thing progress. Uh, otherwise, I'm just cock blocking. Were you surprised? That you touched him? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit because, you know, this is the first time we're meeting. Mm-hmm. And for you to do that first, you know, that says something. That That's not the norm for you. I have not, not the norm. I have never done that before. I really am getting to this like brazen mindset when I go into these situations where it's like, I'm just going to put it out there and I'm going to make my interest known. And if it's not reciprocated, it's really not the end of the world. I have such a fear of rejection, which I know is like, every person on earth, but I'm really fucking working to get past that. Well, I I think we talked about this. I think we talked about it on the bonus episode this week. You're definitely getting out of that frame of mind and we're getting ready to go to another hot wife event. And we already know that you're going to be very different at that event than you were the first time even because you're just much more confident now and it's okay if someone isn't attracted to you. Like you said, it's not the end of the world. It's, It's just not. If someone isn't, that's fine. We're not attracted to everybody that meets us. So in this particular situation, though, I was rubbing his leg a little bit. You left. He and I started having a lot more of kind of a flirtatious conversation. Did the rubbing of legs continue when I left? I started rubbing his leg a second time, and I expected because you were gone and it was just he and I that he would reciprocate and start rubbing my leg. That didn't happen. So, of course, fucking neurotic me is like, oh, my God, why did I do this? Why did I start rubbing his leg? He's not into me. This is so weird now. The conversation was still great but of course that idea was sitting in the back of my head right so you come back we kind of finish up our conversation and you and i leave and he messages and he's like that was a really nice conversation it was so nice to meet you guys and i'm expecting based on the fact that i was rubbing his leg and he didn't touch me at all that the next message i was going to receive was like yeah, it was nice to meet you but have a good life see ya never type of a well thing. you said that to me we left from the location where we met him to another location just down the street to have some lunch and in that very short drive you're like well i don't think he's into me he didn't touch my leg when i touched his it was a really nice conversation but he never really indicated that he was into me i said he's going to text you back there's there's no question about it i know the guy's going to text you back and sure enough while we were sitting at lunch maybe 10 minutes later he texts you and then it's obvious that there's some interest there for sure well, not only some interest, he was like, you are super sexy yeah. and I love talking to you and I want my hands on you and just immediately kind of amped it up. And I was like, well, why didn't you touch me back then? He's like, because I was in front of your husband and this is fucking new for me. <laughs> I and told you that. That is so, I am, I'm so bad at being empathetic in those moments because we've been doing this for so long and we've had so many experiences and we've been around so many guys that have a lot of experience in this space that sometimes it's 
it's really hard for me to realize that not everyone thinks it's fucking normal to rub a woman's leg in front of her man. No, in fact, I told you he probably thought it was odd that you did that and didn't know how to react to it because he was like, "Oh my god, is this guy going to punch me in the face?" Well, he wasn't face? sure. Like he wasn't sure what the what the appropriate response was to that type of action because he's not been in that situation before, and that's why I told you so he's going to text you. He's going to be much more comfortable texting you and letting you know how he feels as opposed to doing it in front of you and certainly in front of me the first time you met. Well, you called it. You fucking called it. And so we very quickly set plans to hang out. And the plan initially was to hang out like several days later. Right. But he was pretty anxious to hang out with me again and asked me to hang out the next day. Yeah. You were like, hey, um, what do we got planned tomorrow? I'm like, I'm not sure. And you're like, well, he wants to see me tomorrow. I'm like, okay, well, then that's what we have planned. I'll find something to do. (laughs) So he had a hotel room because he was doing something where they put him up in a hotel room Yeah, his work required it. And so he had a hotel room that was much closer to us than where he lives, which kind of worked out perfectly. He offered to come and pick me up, which I thought was great. And we were going to kind of plan this time together. And he made it very clear in the communication leading up to that, that he didn't want this to just be like a, I'm going to drive you to my hotel room, fuck the shit out of you, and then drive you back type thing. Right. So I let you know that, that I was probably going to be gone for several hours and you seemed okay with that. And I was fucking nervous about it. Well, yeah, because it's actually like a date. I mean, he made it pretty clear that this was going to be, you know, he said to you, I have something planned for you. So that in and of itself means there's more on the table here than just, as you said, a, you know, a one-time romp. He's really earnestly interested in getting to know you. Right. Not for the purposes of dating, but just for the purposes of having something long-term and ongoing. And I also think as a guy who has poly experience, that is kind of dictating how he moves through the world of non-monogamy, even if it's not a poly situation. And I kind of like that because it makes it feel like there's more effort being put into it. Well, there absolutely is, right? I mean, we know that based on how the date went, that he put thought into it. and, And I knew that going in because the way he behaved when we first met him, which is why I was totally fine with you going on a quote-unquote date and spending time with him because he behaved like a gentleman. There's no question that in his mind, this was not a method by which he was going to meet you and then just jump in bed with you. He had a plan and it was thought out. So he comes and picks me up. We have this great conversation as we're driving to the hotel. We get to the hotel, we have a drink and he does, he has like his fire stick all set up he has lights that he's brought from home to put in the hotel room so it's kind of sexy the lights can change colors and when we very first got in there he had some music that he had going and it was just really nice because it was clear that once again he was putting in the effort he wanted this to be a good situation he also asked me ahead of time to bring some massage oil yeah and so i did that and the first probably hour and a half to two hours i was with him were so friendly we watched a movie he put on my favorite movie which I thought was great I'm like it's fucking corny you're not gonna like it he's like I don't care we watched that together we laughed we talked there was a one point where I was kind of propped up against the pillows on the bed and he just came and like basically got into my lap like put his head in my lap started rubbing on my arm it really was like a date and it was very different but somehow very comfortable for me which i was not expecting well of course the question is does that make it better for you in terms of when you finally get naked did that make it easier like an easier transition was it was there less awkward moments when it happened? I don't know. I think there's always awkward. Well, you're awkward anyway. <laughs> My neurotic brain just doesn't fucking allow for anything not awkward to happen. <laughs> but 
But no, I mean, I think it was just different. I think it's two different things. I think when it's just about the sex, that can be really fun too, because it's just like you get to turn your brain off and go with the animalistic motions and all of that kind of shit. But I think in this particular situation, it felt very friendly. And so there was probably a little bit more comfort in that. I felt like I could probably tell him certain things or behave a certain way that I wouldn't with someone if it was just about sex. Well, because spoiler alert, you were with him again yesterday prior to us recording this. So was that that experience was had to be very different from the first. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I can't wait to talk about okay. the second so time. That's, that's kind of what I was intimating is that this particular date really lent itself to a different experience than you're used to. And now that there's familiarity between the two of you and there's that heat because you were really anxious to see him again, I'm sure that lent itself to a very different experience the second time. So I don't know anything about that either. I'm excited to hear, but I need to hear this first. So eventually we transitioned. I was like, I brought my massage oil. Can I give you a massage? And he was very kind of appreciative of that. He's like, absolutely. Told me he had never received a massage before, which I thought was fucking crazy. Interesting. So we laid a towel on the bed. He takes off everything except his boxer briefs. So did he ask you to bring the massage oil then with the intent of him giving you the massage? I have no idea. We didn't even talk about that. He was just like, you should bring some massage oil because I told him I had some. And... So I brought it and I don't really know what the plan was, but this is how it unfolded. And it was actually very sexy to me because first of all, I got to touch his body, which is fucking phenomenal. But I think the second part of it was I, you know, I have a little bit of that submissive mentality. And when I can be in kind of that service role leading into sex, it makes me feel more comfortable. Sure. So anyway, he gets into nothing except his boxer briefs, lays down on the bed. I kind of gave this cheeky joke of like, oh, is this going to be a happy ending massage or is this vanilla? He's like, fucking vanilla? No, it's not a vanilla massage. This is not a vanilla hotel room. I was like, good, because I'm not vanilla. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. Are you in lingerie? What are you wearing? No, I'm still completely clothed at this point. Okay. Okay. So I start touching him. I start massaging him. It's at first very kind of, I don't want to say professional, because that's not true. But, you know, just sterile, more more friendly, let's say, versus sexual. And then I told him to turn over and I started rubbing on him. And at this point, he is rock hard. So I can see his cock bulging through these boxer briefs. And again, I haven't really seen his cock. I saw a picture on the BDSM site, but this was not a situation where I had focused heavily on cock pictures or videos leading up to it. So I didn't fully know what to expect. Right. He turns over, starts, you know, getting this amazing erection. And of course, I can feel myself getting wet. And so that's when things really kind of started to pick up. I asked him to take off his boxer briefs and kind of started massaging his cock just a little bit. And then I was like, I'm going to go into the restroom and change. So I went in and got into this little piece of black lingerie, this little black dress thing that that I have that hugs in all the right places. And I thought he would like it because he's an ass man. And, you know, it totally... Totally shows off the booty. So I figured that would be a good call. (laughs) Always a good way to go. So I come out of the bathroom. He's like, oh, that's a great dress. And we almost immediately start kissing all over each other. And I start once again kind of stroking on his cock. And then I'm like, I really want to suck your cock. And he's like, absolutely. So he's still laid down on the bed at this point. I go in between his legs and I start kneading his cock almost with both of my hands because they're all lubed up. They're all oiled up still. Sure. And I'm just stroking with both hands. And then I start just very lightly licking the tip as I'm stroking. And then I start deep throating this amazing cock 
Once again, no fucking idea how I do it. I have a never-ending throat, I guess. It's a talent. I should be a sword swallower or something. Yeah, that's definitely your next occupation. I missed my fucking calling in life. (laughs) Or maybe just keep sucking cock. Whatever. (laughs) That's probably my true calling. I feel like it probably is. Professional cocksucker. If such a thing exists. If uh, prostitution ever becomes legal, I'm just going to professionally suck cock all the time. (laughs) Perfect. So anyway, I'm deep-throating this cock. He is looking at me with this look on his face that I can't even describe. It was so intense. It was like he was staring into my slutty soul while I'm sucking his cock. Fucking loved it. I love that eye contact during oral. It was so fucking hot. So that lasted for quite a while. And then he told me that he wanted to lick me. Now he told me before this entire situation, this is his thing. He fucking loves this. He loves providing oral for a woman. It is a huge turn on for him. It's what he thinks that he is best at, which after this, I will probably agree, although he's good at a lot of things, which we'll get to. But he turns me over and starts going down on me. And it is fucking phenomenal. You know, some guys lick a put. Well, you don't know because you don't have a pussy. But no, I'm not I, aware. I have told you that some guys lick it like it's something that they don't really want to taste. You know, like I have. It's like they're putting Brussels sprouts in their mouth for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. Or they're you're they're licking a food off of me that they're like, yeah, I don't really love this, but I guess I'll eat it. Type of a thing. Right. Oh no, no, he was going down on me like I had a fucking ice cream scoop right on that pussy. His tongue was going all over the place. He has this amazing long wet tongue and it was going to work and of course I get in my giggly headspace I'm starting to just feel kind of floaty and just getting so into it and I can't stop giggling and I keep looking up at him while he's he's licking my pussy and once again he's looking at me like he's trying to eat me and well, he is. So fu- well, I mean, literally eat. It's so fucking hot. Like he has been starving for a month and you're giving him his first meal. It was so fucking hot. Oh, God, I loved it. So (laughs) he made me come pretty quickly. And then, of course, me being impatient, I'm like, I want to fuck now. And he wanted to keep eating me. So he we kind of had this power struggle for a minute. And at one point, he pushed me back down on the bed with this big, strong hand and was like, I'm not done yet. And I was so turned on by that because it's like, not only is he taking control, but he's taking control to continue to give me pleasure. Does yeah. it get any Sounds fucking like a better? terrible place to be. Oh my God, I fucking loved it. So he's continuing to lick me. I come again and my legs are already shaking. Which yeah, and you get super sensitive. I'm surprised that you were even able to take it. Yeah, I think it was the headspace because I was sensitive, but I was like working through it and because I was so fucking turned on. Yeah, well, the other night I'm trying to lick your pussy and you could barely, you, you couldn't take it. Like you're, you had to push me away from you because you were so sensitive. I couldn't breathe on it. <laughs> I know. I get like that too. So anyway, he's licking me and then I'm like, I really need you to fuck me. And he's like, okay. So he goes to put a condom on and then he goes, no, I want you to put it on for me, which I find to be a huge turn on. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the the rolling of it back or the fact that it's like rock hard and I'm feeling it. I don't fucking know, but it turned me on All like of crazy. the above, maybe. So I'm putting the condom on for him. I lay down on my back and he starts to go to fucking town on my pussy. He immediately stretches me, that initial stretch, you know, I love so fucking much. And he starts pumping into me. But then other things start happening, which is fantastic because you know how bored I typically get if 
if I'm just laying there doing nothing. I shouldn't even say bored. Just you get distracted. Yeah, I get in my own head about things or I start thinking about other things that I have to fucking do my laundry or whatever because I'm just not there's not enough sensation going on around me for it to be interesting to keep my attention. Right. That was not this. This was like the fucking I don't even know. The the playground of sex, okay? So many different the slide, the swing, the fucking merry-go-round. There's so many things going on. He starts grabbing onto my tits a little bit. I kind of undo the dress a little bit and so my tits can flop out and he's touching on those. He's kissing me, he's kissing my neck. We had talked about my spot right behind my ear on my neck, that spot and he He's not only kissing it, but like licking it and softly nibbling on it. It was so fucking hot. Then he puts my legs up over my head, basically. So I'm like crunched up like a sandwich and he's fucking my pussy like that. And then he grabs one of my feet and sticks it in his mouth. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. Okay. It's the only time I have ever loved this prior to this encounter was our smoking hot friend Persephone from Montana, right. right? If you guys remember that interaction we had where Clint brought her over and she and I are playing alone in the bedroom and one of the first things she does is stick my foot in her mouth and I was like, that's fucking hot. She could stick anything she wants and anywhere she wants, she's so fucking hot. <laughs> well, I think this was that situation too because any other time a guy has tried to like lick my feet or suck on my toes, I am so not into it. I would have shoved both feet in his mouth at the same time if he had wanted me to. I was so into him and everything going on in that moment. I didn't give a fuck. And I think it was also, we talked about this afterwards, he and I, because I told him it's not really my thing. Here's why I liked it. It was done at the right time, right? He's fucking me. I'm super turned on. I'm super aroused. My headspace is just there where I'll pretty much do anything in that moment if it feels good. Right. Just about anything works. And it's not, yeah, very little is going to be off bounds at that point. Nothing's going to be weird because it's like, I'm just, I have all the hormones going and I want it. So he's licking on my toes. He's giving me this amazing look. He starts kind of like licking in between each toe, which felt fucking phenomenal. And at the same time, he has this big, amazing hand wrapped around my foot while he's sucking on it and licking on it. Oh my God. So sexy. So he is just banging me and pretty quickly I'm like, I want to ride you. So we stop. And by the way, I'm coming this entire time. I came over and over again. My body is shaking. My legs are shaking. So that's when I'm like, we need to switch it up for a second. So he lays down. I kind of stroke his cock again for just a second. And then I start riding it. And we are once again making out and I am just rubbing myself all over him. I was doing all sorts of different types of motion. Like at one point I was going hard up and down on his cock. Then I kind of started swirling my hips in almost like a figure eight motion. Well, you like to ride because you can control the depth and the speed and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And also I can rub my clit against you at the same time that I'm, you know, getting the penetration, which is of course fucking perfect. And I came so hard in that moment that I literally propelled myself off of his cock and almost hit my head into the headboard. That doesn't surprise me. And it's at this point that I can feel myself in terms of being wet. Like, I have come everywhere, all over my inner thighs, my ass. Obviously, my pussy is just dripping. At one point, I kind of, like, reached back to feel my own pussy, and my hand is covered. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I always get wet during interactions, but this was a whole different type of wetness. It was fucking hot. Well, you're also distracted, I'm sure, by everything that was going on, and just didn't even realize how aroused you were at that moment. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly what happened. So, pretty quickly after that, I'm like... 
I I can't come again because it I I was probably at a good six or seven orgasms, but they were hard orgasms and intense. That last one where I'm riding him is probably a good 90 second orgasm and I have the stars going in my eyes and the whole nine yards. So I got off of him and I removed the condom and I started sucking on his cock and then he started playing with the lighting. This is actually really sexy. So the entire time we're fucking, there's like this blue light coming from his two lights that he brought and it was a great color i love the color blue it was very kind of sensual he puts it on red as i'm sucking his cock and it's a whole it hits completely differently it is like a whole different sensation i don't know what it is about it but i'm looking up at him he's in this beautiful red light it's like glowing off of his amazing fucking body and his giant cock there and i'm sucking his cock again and i'm stroking it and he's talking dirty to me he's telling me like oh it looks so good with that cock in your mouth and he started calling me a good kitten which Mm. i fucking interesting never heard that one before no one ever called you that before no and i thought it was so sexy because and he's calling me baby during this entire thing but it wasn't until i started sucking his cock and we're in that red light and we're kind of having this intense connection with each other in that moment that he starts calling me kitten i was like oh fuck i loved it so much so we talked a little bit more as i'm stroking his cock dirty talk wise i asked him if he was going to come and he was like yeah probably not which is fine i would have really loved to make him come but he told me ahead of time that it takes a long time and a lot of play to get him there so i was totally okay with that but i loved those last few minutes of just like sucking on his cock it's very kind of sensual rubbing on his cock rubbing on his balls he's reaching down and kind of like rubbing his fingers through my hair and that's when i realized that this was a much more intimate play session than it typically is well even with all of that activity it sounds like there was well we know now now we know there was a real connection because again as i said earlier you played with him again yesterday and very eager to do so like we changed plans so you could do that yeah that's not the norm for you or for us i should say so the excitement of seeing him again lends itself to me i mean i I know that you're into the guy there's no question about it which is great for both of us obviously Oh, I'm so fucking into him. I think he is so attractive. I think he is so sexually confident. And I think what I loved most about that play session is it ended and we were able to talk about what we wanted for next time. So I'm not going to say what happened, but I'll tell you what we talked about happening after that second play session. We're just kind of laying there together. We're sweaty. We're fucking messes. And he's like, next time I want to go to town on that pussy in a whole different way. I want you to ride my face. I want you to use my face for your pleasure and come all over over my face and I was like oh my god yes I'd love to do that it's been so long since I wrote someone's face (laughs) spoiler alert you wrote a face yesterday I guess (laughs) you don't know I you don't know. I'm thinking I do. We now talked I do. about it. Uh, we also talked about, you know, different positions and different just types of dirty talk that we wanted to provide each other, different like kind of pet names that we could call each other. I mean, this is very different because you know how in my head I get about shit like this with other people. And I really am not like that with him. Yeah, because we literally had this conversation the other day about you calling someone else daddy. Yeah. That was in your head. You were all in your head about that. Yeah, which it turns me on, but I feel like it's intimate. I feel like it's something you reserve for someone that you're into, not just having sex with. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty apparent to me anyway that you're into him. So I don't, you know, again, I think you think way too much about this kind of stuff and put way too much efficacy into, you know, what you're calling each other in the heat of the moment. I I just don't think that it needs to be that big a deal. If that's what feels good in the moment, you just do it. 
well, and when it's right, it's right. And I guess that's what I've come to the realization of is I'm not going to force anything, but if things happen organically and I'm comfortable with it, as long as you don't have a fucking problem with it, then why not do it? Yeah, exactly. And I think the second play session with this guy was the perfect example of that, of me being comfortable, having this amazing first interaction where I felt so comfortable afterwards and allowing that to kind of lead into a second scenario where we just went fucking wild. So, of course, we're not going to share that today, but you guys are going to hear about that soon because, holy hell, last night was, it was a different type. It it was a different type of sex than I have had in probably my entire life. Well, I came back and you were disheveled is an understatement. <laughs> I was like, wow, it looks like you literally have been through the ringer. Like, what happened to you? So I have a question for you from the first play session, though. Okay. I was obviously gone for hours. I mean, I think I was gone for a total of like four or five hours. Oh, you were gone every bit of that and more. So what was that like for you? Was it exciting that the anticipation was kind of building up over that time? Were you feeling anxious? No. I mean, obviously, I've been in that situation now a number of times where you spend you know, a fair amount of time away from me for various reasons with somebody. And, you know, it's always the same for me. I have to find stuff to occupy my mind or that's all I'm thinking about. Initially, it's it's always the same, right? Safety first. You text me a lot. You let me know that you got there and everything was okay. So once I'm past that point, now I'm thinking, okay, it's hour one. It's hour two. Like, what is going on? Like, is there, <laughs> have they gone out to dinner? I mean, what's happening? And so all of those kind of scenarios play in my head. And then eventually you will text me and say, uh, you know, we're headed back. And that's when it really starts kicking in. Because I had about 30 or 40 minutes before you got back, maybe a little bit more. And... That's what I'm thinking. Wow, this has been a really long time. So what could have happened in that amount of time? And that's when all the different scenarios start going through my head. And that's when it gets really exciting because you're almost back. Yeah. You know, that's when it gets really hot. It's like when, when you know you're getting ready to go on a trip and then you're actually like at the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the anticipation is building and then it's like, wow, I'm really here. And then you're, you know, your heart starts pumping and you get really excited about it. That's exactly what it is. Well, it was phenomenal. And I really think that these situations that are happening with this particular gentleman are fueling you and I in really fun, interesting ways as well. Well, the other good, the other good thing about that is, is when the longer you're away or the longer the play session takes... That lets me know that it's a really good session. Right. Because if it's, you know, I, you call me in an hour and you're like, okay, all done. I'm like, eh, that didn't go too well, I'm pretty sure. But multiple hours of time, even yesterday, that was probably three hours. Yeah. And that's a big deal. So, you know, and he came to us. And that amount of time lets me know that some really cool shit's happening. And, and I know that we're going to benefit from it. I certainly will. Well, we certainly did. So yes. <laughs> lots more to come on this, gentlemen. And like I said, I've been having lots of fun. So you guys are in yeah. for some really exciting stories in the, in the next few weeks. Well, there's a lot that's changed, obviously. And we, we've been talking about it. And we will continue to talk about it. it. There's a lot that has changed in our method of play in this space, how we are approaching play and interacting with people and what it's going to look like in the very near future, within the next couple of months, it's really going to change. And that's the super exciting part for me. Ah, me too. I love it. Now, I will tell you guys, we are going to be providing some behind-the-scenes details on this play session specifically for our Patreon members via our bonus episode this week. So if you want a little bit more naughtiness, if you're looking for a few more of the dirty details, that's where you're going to be able to find them. Plus, of course, we've been telling you for a few weeks now that Sex on Your Terms, our second podcast, has moved exclusively to Patreon for our Patreon members. So we would love for you to 
come join us there at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. And we have many new Patreon members this week that we want to give a very big thank you to. Thanks to Greg, Sean and Wendy, Lorraine, Josh, Danny, and David. You guys are amazing and we so appreciate the support there. And we can't wait for you to hear all of the fun that we have available for you exclusively on Patreon. Now, a quick note on OnlyFans. We're not going to get into too much information on it. I still think that there's a lot that's up in the air with OnlyFans. If you guys haven't seen some of the updates that have come down the line with OnlyFans, you should Google it. I will say that this situation with OnlyFans has inspired me and us yes. to do some very cool new shit in terms of naughty content creation. I'm not done. I fucking love showing off. I love creating scenarios for you guys to share in with me. And that is just going to get kicked up a notch in all sorts of fun and amazing ways. We'll have more information for you on that very shortly. And of course, join our social media accounts. Follow us on social media so you get all of that information real time on where you can find us, where you can find the triple X rated shit in the future. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be the same of anything we've done in the past. This is going to be new and I am fueled to do some fun, crazy, naughty shit and share it all with you guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We are going to take everything up a notch at least. Yeah, that's an understatement. So stay tuned for that information. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FPS Pod Media. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is just called Front Porch Swingers. And don't forget to join us in October at Secrets for Pod Bash. It is going to be a fucking blast. I'm fairly certain it's sold out at this point, but you can still come for day passes. And for those of you who are already coming and you did not use the Pod Bash promo, code, make sure you email us at mail at frontporchswingers.com because we have all sorts of goodies that are going to be in the rooms of those who booked under that promo code. So you want to make sure you get all your free shit and you can find the info on the event at podbashevent.com. And anything else? Nope. I think that's it. But just stay tuned because there is so much fun shit coming down the road. I mean, it's just the next couple of months are just going to be off the chart off the chart crazy i can't wait insane for fps and you guys are going to hear all of it so stay tuned and as always thank you so much for listening thanks everybody